<laughs> oh, my seat's all the way over there. Excuse me. Pardon me. Say, uh... when's this picture gonna start anyway? I don't know, cat, but I'm feeling pretty trigger happy right about now. Where's the Dolby? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering Dolby surround sound system. Well, there could have been some budget cuts. Even we're being heard and not seen. Sorry, folks. Uh... I say, I, I say, I'm back from the snack bar. Did they happen to have those birdie pops I asked for? Sorry, Sly, no dice. Suffer and fuck attach, just my luck. Hey, rooster, how about my chicken tenders? <laughs> oh, why, certainly. Here's one for you. That tender enough for you, Sam? Yes, quite. Okay, Lemony Fresh. Oh, Marvin, here are those glowing candies you wanted. Thank you, Talking Poultry. Mmm, Plutonium Pop Rocks. Elma, did you want anything? Oh, no. I bought mine from home. The part that, the part of, part of, like, sorry, Elmer. No food or drinks. I'll have to take, to take, to take, to confiscate that. Oh, quad. Uh, testing, testing, is this thing on? Eh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> Welcome to tonight's screening of... Oh, uh, no you don't, buster! I'm the star of this picture, and I deserve to give the introduction. Oh, so you're the big star, right? Right! And you deserve to talk at nauseam in front of... All of these anxious people here, right? Right! Well then, the mic is yours, duck. Thanks! <clears throat> Good evening, my fellow patrons. You are about to embark on a wonderful theatrical adventure. One you have never seen the likes of before. Why, it only feels like yesterday. I was sitting with... <laughs> May we please get on with it? Showboaters make me very angry indeed. It's your show, pal. Gee, thanks, Doc. You're despicable. Like I was saying, <laughs> tonight on the Marquee, we're watching Looney Tunes back in action here at Nightcaps at the Theater. Cue the music, Mac.
Welcome back to another rousing episode of Nightcaps of the Theater. I am your MC for this afternoon, and I can't help but say it, but I'm so ogre this quarantine, Mark Zebro Jr. Oh, that was a long stretch for a Shrek reference, but I guess we'll take that. <laughs> they only looked at our Zencaster names. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you took inspiration from that. Um, I am Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids and their stupid podcast. Mm. <laughs> okay, oof, here we do go. Do it, do it, I know what you're going to do. <laughs> it's your turn now. I, 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 I wasn't going to do that, because you gave me an idea. But oh. I, I need to switch voices. Oh, no, um, prepare yourselves. Uh, let's see, i got to get into... This is not worth it. All right. <laughs> is anything we do on this podcast ever worth it? <laughs> Ain't you ever heard of social distancing? Get out of my swamp! <laughs> wow. Very that's, nice. Uh, that's apparently Waluigi turned into Shrek. <laughs> if oh, you I... were deaf, that probably sounded like Shrek to you. I, so. I was going to say Sean Connery. He lives <laughs> in the swamp now. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it, it's his eye. Matt Cabrera. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, I don't act. <laughs> well, we're still here. We're, as in here, we're still in our humble abodes. We're Despite still... your your pleas for us to stop, <laughs> please stop. And while Sean Connery Shrek is social distancing, we're social Netflixing here, yes. and our continuous uh, uh, ZenCaster Netflix party watch, and. Uh, and last last time uh, we uh, we were here, we we were left off with a with a certain quote uh, from uh, from from I. <laughs> Are you okay? He, he was about to say the name of the movie. No, I I, I, I was trying to filibuster here because uh, I I had to pull it up. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so um, we left off uh, with a the quote. Uh, actually, the tagline from the movie. Uh, how do how do they solve a mystery when they don't have a clue? Uh, I know I, this. I, I also I also hinted at this. This is a a spy movie, a mm. pseudo spy movie. Is it a good spy movie or a bad spy? movie? I think it's a good spy movie. Oh no! <laughs> um, Emphasis on I. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I have a few guesses. Okay, um, throw them at me. I, I have also other hints if if you guys can't think. Yeah, I don't really. Guess. Yeah, I don't really want to call them guesses. More like hopes. Okay. <laughs> instead of what we're watching, we're watching something with some substance. But um, unfortunately, that doesn't turn out to be the case most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess give us your hints before we guess. Oh, oh no, I got one guess before. Oh, the okay. Okay. Go, go ahead. Well, is is this something in the in the minions universe? It is not. But okay. thank God. Okay. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Absolute. I, I would not subject any of us to a minions or a despicable three. Uh, <laughs> okay. Phew. We are we are sort of the despicable three. Yeah. They. Which girl? Which girl would 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 we be? Miranda I Cosgrove. I don't, even, I don't even know their fucking names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which which minion would we be? <laughs> I don't know their names either. Uh, you know, apparently they speak Spanish. Uh, is that what that is? Uh, I might be Can making you... that up. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, can you translate a little bit for us? <laughs> can we give the boot to Groot and move on? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you want another hint? Yes. Yes. Please. All right. Uh, this is a Joe Dante film. Uh, I don't know what that is. I've heard oh. that name before. Joe Dante's oh. the treasure. John, you do like some movies from him. I oh, do. No. I do. You're gonna look him up, aren't you? I am. No, <laughs> don't do that. That's cheating. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna look at what. Okay, so Gremlins. All right. All right. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, oh, so it's a little bit of an old-fashioned movie, then. Is it something modern or something a little bit... I'm not going to say. All right, well, I guess that'll reveal. I was going to, and I don't think Joe Dante directed this, but we've had a few conversations about this spy movie before. I was going to guess it was uh, Harriet the Spy, but I don't think that's on any streaming services right now. No, not Harriet the Spy, but good guess, though. Yeah. Hmm. I can't say I'm familiar with many spy movies. I, I, w- I will say Gremlins 2... Uh, is uh, another suitable hint. Hint. So it it's Gremlins. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not Gremlins. Okay. It, but Gremlins two specifically. It's hmm. related to that. Well, I don't have the the Joe Dante knowledge to uh, to offer up any more choices. Damn. Is it uh? Is it Super Babies? Baby Geniuses two. It is not. But I do love that movie. Uh. <laughs> Another bullet dodged on the podcast. <laughs> Listen, not, Nazis were involved with that. Yeah, Oof. I'm sure. <laughs> was it a, were they laundering money through its production? No, it yeah. was the baby eugenics that was going on to make the super babies. <laughs> oh, I, I must say I've, I've never watched it. Oh, it's, it's weird that he would bring up that full title then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I respect full titles. <laughs> mm, uh, a, lot of, I mean, a lot of art went into that mm. My next what other hint, spy movies are there? My next hint uh, would sort of give it away, but I uh, I refrain from from saying if you guys <laughs> if you guys are at a loss. I mean, uh, the only other spy movies I know are like Get Smart. Uh, you, you might be Mr. thinking too. Mr. Smith. You might be yeah. thinking too hard. So is the Pink Panther? That's more of a heist movie, right? Uh, it's, it's yeah, more more heisty. Oh, okay. More heisty. Oh, no. The, no that Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Oh. Yeah. Um, Austin Powers. But I don't think Joe Dante directed those. No, but you're kind of on the money. You're, you're closing <laughs> in. Oh, is it that? Is it the superhero one? Hmm? With the umbrella and the British people? Oh, what? The Avengers? Yeah. No, not that one. All right. Um, hmm. God, I don't know. I, I hate how familiar this tagline sounds. Yeah. <laughs> It may not be as familiar. Yeah. But the movie the movie itself is familiar. I'm very so- very familiar. Huh. I don't know. I'm ready for that final hint. Alright. This is a soon to be new HBO series. Huh. Oh, I still don't know. But Me neither. A, but an existing property. Right. <laughs> well, we just talked about the boondocks. Oh, is it the Great Muppet Caper? It is not. Oh, that would have been amazing. That, I think that's more of a heist movie, too. <laughs> yeah. hmm. uh, Inspector hmm. Gadget. No, that's not No, a but I have been thinking about Inspector Gadget, so I like how you brought that up. Uh, I don't know. I don't, uh. I, I don't know. Oops. No? No. Should I specify more, though? <laughs> I guess you could give us more. I really don't know. I, uh, it, 
HBO Max. <laughs> oh, yeah, we figured. Or yeah, I figured I, at least. I still don't know. No? Yeah. Damn. It's not, it's not Looney Tunes or Adventure Time adjacent, mm. so... Is oh. it Looney Tunes? Is it... Oh, no. <laughs> it can't be. This isn't on Netflix. You lie. You guys, lie! Guys, we're watching Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, I love wow. this movie. I love this movie. This I movie's you, good. I told you I like this movie. Yeah, that's a stupid tagline for a Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I would actually kind of agree because because I think it has to involve Joe Dante himself. Oh. Uh, as so, I'm gonna go into the notes. I, I've got a plethora um, of notes. Uh, I'm glad. But uh, both just for intro and once like we get into the movie. Um, when, once I was looking up and uh, researching this movie, it made me really sad. Um, but uh, here, let me go into it. So, um, did Bugs Bunny die? <laughs> Tec- te- technically yes but yeah. no <laughs> oh, no uh, uh so right now uh this this movie uh released in november 14th 2003 is directed by joan da- joe dante and eric goldman who's more on the animation side of directing and animation or just animation in general um some notable like stuff that he's directed would be pocahontas and fantasia oh those are my two two of my faves or at least what uh, one or two of the shorts from fantasia uh this film stars bugs bunny daffy duck <laughs> brendan Fra- <laughs> brendan frazier <laughs> i love how he gets third billing <laughs> i mean come on we gotta, we gotta put the stars up well, front no it's true and then that one blonde chick yeah jenna elfman and steve yeah. martin yeah. Uh, co-stars Bill Goldman, uh, or, or oh, sorry, Bill Goldberg, as in Goldberg the wrestler, Heather Locklear, Joan Cusack, Timothy Dalton, uh, and Dick Miller. Oh. Is uh, is is Babs the bunny in this movie? No, but there is a reference uh, to Babs. Uh, she was hot. <laughs> I'm glad that's our target audience for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think she awoke something in me when I was younger. Uh, (laughs) all right so let's go into it so a follow-up to space jam was planned as early as the film's release as development began space jam 2 was going to involve a new basketball competition between the looney tunes and a new villain named berserker o or berserk o as in like berserk dash o uh joe joe uh pika joe joe pika sorry would have returned to direct and uh, Spike Bar- Barrett and Tony Carvarno sign on as animation supervisor- supervisors. Sorry for butchering their names. Uh, however, Michael Jordan didn't agree to start in a sequel and producers weren't actually lying, were actually lying to design artists claiming that he did sign on to keep development going. Warner Brothers eventually canceled plans for Space Jam 2, but the project was re- uh, revived in the 2010s by animation division Warner Animation Group with the goal of a 2021 release starring LeBron James. Oh, the, film, yeah. The, yeah. Film, the film started out as a follow-up to Space Jam. Uh, it was going to be called Spy Jam and was <laughs> going to star Jackie Chan. The project ultimately failed to get off the ground. All right, so... And this is where it gets uh, pretty steamy. Joe Dante, the director, refuses to talk about this movie in an interview in great detail. Mm-hmm. All he said is that he only agreed to direct this movie to pay tribute to Chuck Jones, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who had recently passed away and was a close friend of Dante's, and that Warner Brothers gave him no freedom in the creative process. 
In the 1990s, Joe Dante wanted to produce a biographical comedy with HBO called Termite Terrence. It's centered around Chuck Jones's early years at animation uh, at Warner Brothers in the 1930s. Dante offered the project to Warner Brothers, and they said, "Look, it's an it's an old story. It's got period stuff in it. We don't want that. We want to rebrand <laughs> period stuff. <laughs> we want to rebrand our characters. We want to do Space Jam." So, director Joe Dante nicknamed this project the Anti-Space Jam Movie, uh-huh. showing his hatred for how Space Jam ruined the characters' personalities. Oh, no. Well, that You made the wrong decision, Joe Dante. The one, the one time, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, the one time he did all he uh, could... Uh, sorry, let me say that again. The one time he did all he could talk about was the interference behind it, and the less said about the movie, the better. He did say that at least it's not Space Jam. Oh. Or at least it's better than Space Jam. Sorry. Oh, so sad. Yeah. I mean, I still I still love Space Jam. I think it's oh, great. But Space I, Jam I, is like a pinnacle, man. I, oh, I, yeah. I, can, I can see his arguments for it, though. Yeah. Uh, despite being directed uh, by acknowledged fans of the original cartoons, production was reportedly a disaster. <laughs> Warner Brothers presumably... It, was presumably infuriated by the script, uh, gave Joe Dante little to no creative freedom with the project. Uh, it was a pretty grim experience all around, D- Dante recalled. The longest year and a half of my life. Dante and Eric Gold- Goldberg managed to preserve the original personalities of the characters and were fighting against the studio towards other aspects of the film. The opening, middle, and end of the film are different from what Dante envisioned, which is weird because knowing his style he throws a lot of that in there so it's it's weird to see where they might have like kind of uh fuddled with the movie uh so in imagine from pencils to pixels in 2003 an interview with eric goldberg shows that he was already pretty unhappy with the film as it was being made uh expressing his frustration over how warner brothers was pushing for looney tunes revival while simultaneously Ringling out, uh, ringing out the political incorrectness that made it so great. Uh, technically, the film traditionally animated Warner Brothers movie, albeit was one blended with live action. Although Warner Brothers Features Animation closed its doors in 2001 after the release of Osmosis Jones, the, oh, department, gem. the department was briefly dug out of retirement for this movie. The character animation of Warner Brothers cartoon characters in this film was traditionally hand-drawn. Computer technology is used to color the animation drawings in, add tone mat uh, t- tone mats and uh, shadows to the characters, and composite them over the correct backgrounds. 3D computer animation is used on project objects such as the spaceships, Wiley e. Coyote's missile, the robot dog at the end, and Bugs's cell shaded carrots. Uh, this, along with Clifford's really big movie, which also stars Jenna Elfman, are the final Warner Brothers animated films to use traditional animation, not including brief moments of it in the same uh, in, in, in some of the anim- animated films uh, up until T- Titans Go to the movies released in 2008 uh, <laughs> with, uh, over 14 uh, or 15 years later. The failure of this film discouraged Warner Brothers from releasing the newer Looney Tunes shorts that Warner Brothers animated completed. Uh, I think that also just kind of uh, like goes over that other Looney Tunes show that was on Cartoon Network for a small while. Yeah, uh, Looney Tunes back in action. No, no, this is the movie. Uh, like the oh, the, oh yeah, the Looney Tunes show. I'm talking. That's about. what we're watching. That's what we're watching. <laughs> I yeah. I know what you mean. It's the one with you know the the more adult seeming Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, 
the film the film's release was also the subject of a big stroke of bad luck it was supposed to premiere in july but was shelled after finding nemo became a smash (laughs) come november the start of the holiday movie season the film was was released unfortunately the movie opened just after brother bear and elf and just before the cat in the hat and the lord of the rings return of the king these are all train wrecks (laughs) (laughs) next to uh lord of the rings Uh, Warner Brothers refused to uh, promote the film because of its chaotic production and overrun budget. Billy West, who uh, voiced Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny in Space Jam, hates this film, primarily because he got replaced by Joe uh, Alasky as Bugs' uh, voice halfway through the production, although his work as Elmer Fudd remained, and accused Joe Dante of being too demanding and indecisive. I, mean, I don't know. That, that, that's a whole other story that we can find out, but who knows what happened there. Uh, the failure of this film discouraged Warner. Oh yeah. I just said all that. All right. So yeah, that's uh, I meant to, I meant to put that at the end. I don't know why I copied and pasted that. <laughs> you didn't do your own original research, Mark for shame. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant to put the, that one piece of uh, information right at the end. Oh, there. Okay. So I just uh, overlapped that. Sorry. Right, so that's my notes for right now. Um, uh, I'm excited. I, I, as, as of the last couple of weeks, I've been rewatching it, I think like three times. I still, I still have a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's uh, looking at this. It's a little bit hesitant to like <laughs> keep a lot of that same kind of, I don't know, feeling that I, I used to have when watching it and just like kind of bust a gut. I still do, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm still excited to watch it with you guys. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes. Are you guys, uh, uh, guys excited? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spearhead this one. So in case you don't know, me and my dad share one connection and one connection only, and that happens to be Looney Tunes. Uh, mm. It is the biggest connection I have with my dad. He started me with my uh, cartoon upbringing, and we always enjoyed a good larf at Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and the works. Um, I've enjoyed Looney Tunes since childhood, and I actually enjoy this movie a lot. I would have never guessed it based on that tagline, though, so yeah. that's just me. I don't get how this is a spy movie. I know they're going to like Area 51 and shit, but I don't well, even remember how technically it's a spy thing. Oh, it, it gets into it pretty fast. Mm. If, we now retail, if we now retail run, their bullets can't catch us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what this podcast is for. Dated references. <laughs> hey. hey. Uh, well, I've never seen this movie, actually. Oh. Um, at least I don't think I have. Uh I've seen some Looney Tunes properties, but I'm not, I guess, a, a huge fan. I haven't seen them since I was but a wee lad. So this will be uh, interesting to see how how I feel about them now. Hopefully I still like them. <laughs> I, I, I went back and rewatched a whole bunch of uh, classic ones from, like, say, the 30s and 40s. Oh, and and it's, a, it's a far cry from, like, where they, where they were to where they ended up. I mean, oh boy. I mean, like, I... It was a different time. I'll just say that. I mean, I love the original Elmer, El- crass humor. Elmer Fudd was a was a different character as well. And then he discovered alcoholism and got that drinking problem, and now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, send us off, Mark. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> where's the movie? There's supposed to be an earth-shattering blockbuster movie.
Eh, what's up, Doc? Yeah. Awkward, awkward silence. We no answer. This. We did not rehearse. Well, we never rehearse. <laughs> what makes you think we would ever? <laughs> well, well, we just watched Looney Tunes back in action. Those were some Looney Tunes. Wow, that we was could a have been watching Space Jam instead. I was trying to figure out like what tunes was short for, and then I realized it was cartoons. But by the time I realized that, I was in the middle of saying tunes. <laughs> I still enjoyed myself. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we each had uh, shared one laugh out laugh out loud moment, which uh, we'll get to. But uh, oh yeah, one pinnacle. <laughs> I think what's so good about this movie for me is that uh, it's a lot of it's based on sight gags, you know. There, there, like there, there are those like kind of upfront jokes for you, but like a lot, a lot of what I find funny about it might be in the background. Yeah, that's what I find so special about uh, Joe Dante films is like that, that's where the, the the humor really lies. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can write like uh, a funny joke or whatever, but like it's when he starts to insert his kind of like absurdist kind of stuff. So, but uh, I I still like the movie overall, though. You know, it's yeah, it's Looney Tunes. You know, like what's not to like about it? Yeah, no, I liked That's it true. too. There were yeah. some uh, imaginative, creative jokes that happened uh, here and there, and I mean, the plot as a whole, it, it's pretty scattered. <laughs> yeah, scattered. yeah, not as good as uh, Roger Rabbit or. <laughs> You know, well, the well, Roger Rabbit's a whole other can of worms. That's just like it—it's surrounded by other popular characters. Roger Rabbit's like an—it's an original property, and it has a lot more gravitas to it. <laughs> we're, still, we're, yeah, I agree. still haven't we're, seen that. Uh, but uh, no, no, with with this, you know, it it doesn't need to be as complicated of a plot that it needs to be you know it's it's serviceable you know it's it's for a younger audience uh or for me who's 27 and still loves it <laughs> but uh hey what were we drinking today um i was drinking some whiskey and white claw my new go-to oh boy it's gonna be a runner i'm fucked up <laughs> i was drinking uh i don't really know it's like well, the label just says probiotic drink. <laughs> so that's what I was having. Wow, I could use me some of that probiotic drink. <laughs> I could use some prohibition drink. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just had a couple uh, bottles of uh, Miller Lights. You know, my, my job is uh, give away some uh, some free cases for Memorial Day. So Ooh, I got nice. my hand I got my hands on some light beer, which I'm happy. Oh, there you with. go. Awesome. These tunes weren't drinking, so that's all okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing some social distancing uh, beer clubbing tomorrow, so uh, it'll. I, I, my fr- a friend of mine picked up some uh, IPAs from some local brewery, so uh, we'll be swapping. Sounds fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, en- enough about that. Uh, let's get let's get into the to gra- into the gravitas of uh, the movie. <laughs> the gra- I love how you can define Looney Tunes back in action as gravitas, Mark. <laughs> You know, I think with with the time that it came out, there's a lot of really <laughs> clever humor like 
gags that have like really come come to pass i think it's, i counted one good gag in that whole movie <laughs> well, I'm, also, I'm also just speaking for lady tunes you know in general like over yeah. the years you know yeah. it's, it's definitely lost a lot of that flavor just because of where the time that it came out where now we have to like now appeal to a modern demographic and stuff like that which kind of like it, it pays that kind of like service here where they kind of like speak to it out loud where it's like oh yeah we're making a bugs bunny movie but we need something that's edgy we need something new you know <laughs> which kind of it's it, it's sort of like the kicking off point where like where we have here with daffy where he's kind of going through a midlife crisis oh well listen i'm not a daffy fan but in this movie i get Daffy. oh he he stole the show yeah yeah i agree i i'm usually more of a donald's on the disney side because he's angry for no <laughs> apparent reason but daffy yeah, I guess he's good in this movie. I guess mm-hmm. he's better than Bugs, which I would never say in a normal day. Yeah, yeah. Bugs just doesn't have too much to do here. Yeah, <laughs> well, Bugs yeah. is just there as like the 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 star of the studio. Yeah. Well, like, uh, even that—that's the thing, and that's what comes up here, where like Daffy starts like haggling for. Oh, uh, first of all, let's let's talk about the beginning of the movie. So, all right. Uh, so I put down first. We could have been watching Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I say that. I'm watching Scoob. Yeah, Scoob. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg. Oh, why didn't they get Matthew Lillard again? <laughs> uh, I think Will Forte played him this time around. Wow. Uh, a shaggy. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was a uh, Blue Falcon. Oh. I'm the Blue Falcon. Yeah, we uh, open on a Looney Tunes classic with Rabbit Season, Duck Season. If you're not a Looney Tunes fan, then I guess you can follow along. But this is a classic cinema cartoon. This is one of the rare rare parts of the film where it's using traditional 2D animation, where the rest of it's kind of like animated. Yeah. Or 3D. So I I, I give I give it kudos for that. Yeah. Um, they also have like the script writing that's going on and the stars are all, well, basically the producers or the, the production staff is all old white men aside from one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we have one black I didn't like. And we have uh, Mary. And yeah. Kate. And the Warner brothers who are yeah. twin brothers. <laughs> uh, played by uh, Dan and Don, Don Stanton, who are you know, kind of like the famous twins of cinema. They've appeared, appeared a lot together. They were in like, uh, I want to say, T2, Judgment Day. <laughs> Is that the Warner Bros. siren we hear in the background? Well, <laughs> sorry, guys. You yeah. guys talking about Looney Tunes? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they've come to arrest me. <laughs> uh, that they, they were also in, um, uh, I want to say, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Wow. What cinema? Uh, but uh, another reason why they're kind of here... Is that uh they they were also in Gremlins too? They they were another kind of gag that thrown in there. So yeah. Joe Dante, there's there's a lot of like Joe da- Joe Dante regulars in here that are sort of like background fodder. Mm. But like, yeah, they're here because they like him. They've worked with him for for a while. Especially uh Robert Picardo, who has like one line of dialogue in this movie, and uh, he he was a big staple of his like with uh Gremlins two and Inner Space and other projects he's worked on as well. Mm. Hmm. I feel bad for them. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I think they all know what they're getting into. They wouldn't be working on this project unless they, they trusted uh, uh, old, old Dante. And they have small commitments. Yeah. yeah. They've got nothing going on where it's like, oh, I'll have a day of filming and that's it. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, my next notes include Bugs is a playboy, he's a bunny that fucks, and Kate Hufton. <laughs> Where did that come from? Because well, <laughs> he no, has he, like a 500 of nephews. Yeah, he's the playboy oh, of yeah. the, the Warner Brothers crew. And Kate Hufton, who should not be in this movie, is the VP of comedy. And I just don't know how to I, feel for her. Usually I'm all for the woman character, but not in this film. I do have a couple notes before we go on. Uh, uh, so, continue, uh, Mark. Uh, so according to Deleted Scenes, the movie was originally to have a completely different opening and ending plot progression. The huh. opening being a Batman parody, while the plot itself would have stayed in the jungle and involved Tweety, who was apparently supposed to stick around with the heroes to a greater extent. Uh, the film, uh, the this uh, this would be the last film Jerry Goldsmith would score. Jerry Goldsmith, which uh, we've uh, heard from uh, previous episodes, uh, Poltergeist as well. Uh, due to Goldsmith's failing health, the last reel of the film was scored by Don Debney, though Goldsmith was the only credited composer in mark and marketing materials. Debney got a small credit at the end of the additional music by. Uh, so here we are. Here we are to Jen, uh, Jenna Helfman's character, Kate Hoff. Uh, Hofton, or Houghton. Kate Kate Houghton was named after Catherine Hepburn. Houghton was Hepburn's middle name. (laughs) The calla lilies are in bloom. Uh, A little bit later on the film, I mean, we'll get to it, but uh, Lola Bunny, introduced in Space Jam, does not make an appearance, but can be seen on several movie posters in the background of some scenes. Uh, the existence of Lola's character created by a politically correct counterpart of Bugs's, uh, if Bugs is spoofed when Kate is su- uh, su- suggests that Bugs needs a uh, leverage and a synergy is a hot female can- counterpart. You're right. Yeah, Lola was her name. And who's Babs? Is there a Babs? I don't think so. There might. Um, Is it Lola be... Babs? No, I think that might be Looney Tunes. Yeah, I I have to double check on that. <laughs> but uh, are yeah, you that... sure it's not Lola Babs Bunny? No, which is Lola Bunny. All right. Oh yeah, Babs is different. All <laughs> right, that that that's my notes for right now. Until we uh, proceed. Oh, I feel bad for saying I was turned on by Babs now. Yeah, because she was like three years old, right? I meant, I meant Lola. God yeah. damn it. Babs is from Tiny Toons Adventure, isn't she? We have to look this up now. Yeah, well, I mean, I pretty much know that Babs is from Tiny Toons. Babs. Well, there's some adult Babs on DeviantArt. Babs Bunny is from Looney Tunes. Buster no. um, Bunny and Babs Bunny. No relation. Uh, all yep. right, well, Bugs is kind of a playboy at the studio, and Kate Hufton basically says, fuck the duck, and gets rid of Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, the- he's like, we can't keep doing the same shtick over, over and over again. And like, I gotta yeah. be top banana once in a while, and they're like, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So they, uh, they, they boot him. We then get uh, Brendan Fraser as DJ Drake, who is the son of a famous spy conglomerate person. And knock I put off down, James Bond. Yeah, I put down what a gem because I love Brendan Fraser, but he's not in enough movies because he has a seedy Hollywood past that Ooh. is probably not mentioned on this podcast. I didn't know that. Yeah, Actually, he, I, I don't really, I don't think I like him all that much. Oh really? no, but he, he got diddled by a Hollywood executive, and then you know. Oh well, that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. So I hope you feel bad about yourself now. Well. Plenty of people get diddled. Apparently, I don't. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. You go. <laughs> now, apparently, like uh, uh, when he took on this movie, uh, this cost him doing a sequel to Jungle to Jungle, which, in my opinion, I, I think that's a win. Jungle to Jungle. I mean, not, yeah, not, I, I mean, not not Jungle to Jungle. Uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah, I agree. Uh. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think this would have been the the better the better movie to, to go off from. That is true. Well, I agree the Mummy that. series is a pinnacle of television, soon to be watched on this podcast eventually. <laughs> but I I love Brendan Fraser yeah. more than the average bear. No, I love him. Yep. He's um, okay. So Damien Drake is basically this stuntman that's going on, and he has a relationship to his father, who is a famous spy actor. Well, he, he's trying to he, He's trying to live up to his father's title. But he's a uh, a security guard on the lot of the Warner Brothers lot, and uh, like right here, he's also like underwing to Dick Miller. Dick Miller also being another one of uh, Joe Dante's regulars that he's pulled up <laughs> just from the ashes. Yeah, um, he's on a stool. He's uh, from the wait, grave. Wait, John, you like Small Soldiers, right? Yeah, I do. That's another Joe Dante film. Wow. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I think about small soldiers every day of my life. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, I have down next that we could have been watching Robert, Roger Rabbit instead of this movie. One of many times, the first of many. Yeah, Aww. but but we weren't. Uh, Daffy wouldn't kill. A Daffy versus Donald. So I, I have to ask you this question. Are you a Daffy person or a Donald person? Donald the duck or Daffy the duck? Oh, Daffy all the way. Mm. I, I, could, I couldn't stand uh, Donald after maybe two minutes if I, had to, if, if I was in a room with him. Oh, but I see, I I'm have, more of a Donald the duck fan myself. I don't have particularly strong feelings about either of them. Wow. Donald is just annoyance. Yeah. Yeah, that he kind of is. Uh, I then have Damon Drake as the father figure slash DJ Drake is the relationship tension between Kate. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, but Daffy wouldn't kill is my next note. They, they, they make some kind of comment uh, with each other because like Kate is bringing Daffy out to like eject him from the lot. And so he's like, "Oh, I know who you are. Like you almost ran, like you ran over my foot two weeks ago." And he's like very yeah. descriptive of her, and she's kind of taken aback because, "Wow, someone knows me, and like they know they all they know me that well." It's like because she's trying to make a name for himself or herself as well in this yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, we then get the Joel Schumacher Batman car when Daffy returns home with uh, Drake himself, DJ Drake, and uh, finds uh, a Studebaker, and then it's revealed to be the Batman car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're kind of jumping ahead here. Uh, no, so yeah, yeah D- Daffy gets away, and uh, they're, they're he's chasing chasing him across the lot here, where like then DJ falls through uh, through a, a trap door, where it seems like uh, onto an airbag. Which uh, uh, director Roger Corman, who's like a famous uh, B movie actor, kind of comes out here. It's like, like, well, that's not in the script. What's going on here? When like they they just kind of interrupt a, a filming of a of a new Batman movie, which mm. and the, yeah, this is the Schumacher uh, uh, Batmobile, which uh, crashes into the Warner Brothers tower. The Warner Brother Warner Tower. And now and uh, Yakko Wack and Old Dot are murdered, <laughs> are killed in cold blood. <laughs> Why is the Warner Bros logo a water tower? I don't know. 
I don't know. I guess that's because that's what someone said. That's, always, that's, that's just always been the staple of it, I think. Yeah, we got a Finding Nemo joke, too. Yeah, oh, just boy. to tie everything back where it's like, fuck you, Disney. Uh, mm. It's uh, that joke. I'm not crazy about that joke. It's just a reference for its own sake. It's not funny. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, it's just bugs going, oh, look. I, <laughs> I don't know what this voice is, but I found Nemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 the car is flooded with water. <laughs> it's a good visual gag, but it doesn't. It doesn't add. It's not. It's not, it's not like laugh out. Not laugh out loud. Funny, you know. Yeah. I don't even think they used a clownfish. No. <laughs> they didn't know. It wasn't out yet. I don't think they care. I think they just want to say "fuck you." <laughs> uh, um, we then get another funny joke with Shaggy and Scooby from. Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, talking to Matthew Lillard for no reason. <laughs> yeah, so so th- th- this is a um uh so to kick it off here uh uh so before we get to them, Por- Porky Pig and Speedy Gonzalez are having a conversation oh. about political correctness here. So they're they're seeing the restaurant discussing how political correctness has affected their careers. Both characters have come under fire for insensitivity in recent years. Porky for his stutter and, uh, and the Looney Tunes and uh, Mary Melody's shorts that featured Speedy Gonzales were pulled from the Cartoon Network's daytime and primetime lineups. Wow. It was alleged that Speedy was racially offensive to Hispanic well, people. A point <laughs> which Speedy said the N-word. <laughs> a point which became moot when some representatives at the Latino community organized a movement to get Speedy back on the air. <laughs> So there you go with that one. Yeah, we'll take any representation we could get. Uh, the the reason Scooby and Shaggy make cameos in this film, even though they are not Looney Tunes, uh, was because Joe Dante wanted some non Warner Brothers characters in the film with Tom like Tom and Jerry and Droopy, but Warner Brothers thought that would be too weird, so they told them told them Scooby Scooby Doo cameo would seem more appropriate. Uh, if one looks closely, the animation of Scooby and Shaggy is stiffer, more limited than that of Looney Tunes characters, referring to the drastically cheaper budgets of the Hanna-Barbera studios at the time uh, the Scooby-Doo series was created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're also discussing like a hot female co-star for Bugs, and Bugs is like, I do drag alone. I'm my own hot female co-star. <laughs> we get Michigan J. Frog in the background. Yeah, the WB Frog is dancing. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> um, I love Michigan J. Frog. Um, after that, he's like, we need to get this duck back. <laughs> what have you done? Which I'm like, Bugs, why didn't you speak up at this little conference that was going on then? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just not like chaos for chaos sake too. But like, <laughs> he, like I think th- throughout the uh, throughout the film, like uh, he's even like so sorely opting to get like Daffy back in, in in the game, where it's like this this is us. This has always been our thing. So it's like we're we're working buddies. You know, we laugh, we cry. You know, I drop something heavy on him, I laugh. <laughs> I think he's only Poor doing Daffy. it because he's ravaged by guilt. Yeah, I feel the same way. Bugs is not the hero of this film. Daffy, if anything, and I hate Daffy. Listen, I prefer Donald to Daffy, but I I like Daffy in this movie. Yeah, he has his mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Granny is living next home, next door to Brendan Fraser's character, and that becomes important later i guess i i i think that's supposed to be you know like 
different granny, obviously. No, this, that's not a different granny. That's the same granny. I don't. I don't. I, that would that would almost make more sense since they would be like spying on Damian Drake <laughs> in his home. But I don't know. Also, this is the same voice actress uh, since uh, like. Uh, the good old days. Uh, uh, June uh, Foray, who also voiced uh, Rocky and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, uh, she's oh. since passed away now. But like this, this might have been one of her last uh, voice gigs. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um. After that, I have down that Daffy sneaks in with a DJ, and they learn out that his father is a super spy, being Damian Drake, played by Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we asked Math, "Do you do you know where Timothy Dalton is from?" And he said, "No, no, you didn't ask that way. Yeah, you, you, you said he should look familiar to me." And I said, uh, "No, I'm only in the Conneries." And then he said, "I don't know." I started guessing. I started going through all the different bonds, and I think he was the only one I missed. Hmm. Well, I think he was, he was only in two Bond films, I think, right? Like, he was pretty limited. Yeah, definitely not know. a lot. I even named uh, George Lazenby, who was only in one Bond film. <laughs> well, Timothy Dalton eventually turns out to be a, a James Bond, and I think that's where this whole movie's parody comes from. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, he, Matt. He was only in uh, two of them, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we then get the spy car, which uh, DJ suggests that it is a spy car, but it's actually not. Yeah. So uh, when this happens, uh, uh, this this is a a AMC Gremlin. So we, when we get the first shot of the Gremlin, we have the actual Gremlins music play over it. So I I, I thought that was just like a little like nice gag for anyone that that knows Gremlins that well. well like I mean, Gremlins is a better movie. I would agree. Yeah. But uh, that's just like Joe Dante just kind of being like a little bit self-absorbed, but I still like it just because calling attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our best girl, Kate, is then fired for getting rid of her, the best duck of the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes on a mission to go find Daffy with bugs in the same car. Yeah. Or she, no, a different car. Yeah. Oh, well, no, the, you, you know what I mean. The, the spy car. Yeah. Um, Steve Martin is then shown to be Mr. Chairman. Who, yeah, the chairman of Acme. Yeah, he has a nefarious plan. I do not like Steve Martin. I agree with my mother. I do not like Steve Martin. No, I, I've always liked Steve Martin. I don't really much like him here. Uh, he's he's ill-used. Um, I'll, I'll get into uh, that. This, this is the only reason why he actually said yes to this movie. So Steve Martin read the script and would only do the film on one condition. In the scene where the aliens chase Daffy and Bugs Bunny, a Dalek from uh, Doctor Who is one of the aliens used. Yes. And he's, no. that's the only reason why he said yes, uh, if, if you would put a Dalek in this scene. Seriously? He's, he's, he's not even in that scene. And he said, just no. put a Dalek in. I mean, I like the Dalek's presence. Yeah, I, I do too, but I do not like Steve's contribution to the film. That's such a weird way to... I, 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 why would you want that so much? To... Well, first of all, this, this this is an embarrassing role for him. Like he he's wearing like a like a mullet like hairpiece here. He he always has his his arms back. It looks like he's wearing a diaper sometimes. The way he's moving, like he doesn't like bend his knees at all. 
and he's kind of dressed like like a schoolboy. I think that's kind of like what he's going for here. Like he's a child. He's a, he's like a, an, an adult. man child. He's a, he, yeah. He's a he's a child in an adult's body. It's uh it's gross. It, yeah, he's he's kind of going for Dana Carvey's Turtle Man here with the faces that he's making. <laughs> it's just uh, unpleasant. unpleasant. It's not a good at. time. It's not a good time at all. Yeah. Um, I then have down Steve Martin, Mom and Me Agree, Mr. Chairman, Acme Company interrogates Damon Drake. So they somehow have captured Damon Drake, <laughs> played by Timothy Dalton. And are interrogating him for no apparent reason about this mysterious object. And by interrogating, they're just punching him. Yeah, well, he's kicking their asses. Yeah, despite being tied up. Yeah. Um, I then have down Raven My House, question mark. And we get an Alfred Hitchcock reference where Kate shows up and she... <laughs> She just wanders into the DJ estate and then finds bugs in the shower in a psycho reference. And I I didn't get this. I was like, bugs, how long have you been there? Because you know enough information that you could have easily. I want to know what he was doing that for, you know, that he had to take a shower afterwards. I think he's just toying with her. I think that's the whole thing. Even she says, like, why are you why are you like tormenting me? You know, like, I think that's the whole... I mean, you know, he's a cartoon character. I mean, what do you want from him? <laughs> to, to act normal? He's a Looney Tune. And then uh, instead of blood being spilled in the shower it's a, scene, it's a Hershey's chocolate syrup. Which is actually a reference to how they did the blood yeah, scene. Psycho. So, yeah. like, that, that's... One, uh, I, yeah, I, think that, I think that's a dual joke there, too, because, one, he's a rabbit, and so we have the Nesquik's rabbit, and, and two, we're, we're using, you know, like, uh, Hershey's chocolate to to use this, like, black and white for blood. Yeah, so, oh, that's that, good. That's up on camera, so, yeah, I like it. It's got yeah. layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a, like yeah. an onion. <laughs> like an ogre onion. They find the car, and then it's Viva Las Vegas time. We get this British joke, which isn't very good. And are you British allowed joke. to drive? Because uh, yeah, because the steering wheel is on the opposite side. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. And um, so essentially, it's like, is she allowed to drive when the steering wheel is on the opposite side? And I put down, yeah, and I guess so. <laughs> There's no one out on the road. <laughs> no cops. <laughs> No nothing, and Yosemite <laughs> Sam has become a Las Vegas conglomerate, where he has ruled Las Vegas for the last ten years. Yeah, when, when you're busy uh, making cartoons, uh, you're also like banking in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we then get Fogarn Leghorn, who is a announcer slash dealer at this casino. I he does I really a lot of odd jobs here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then to they're trying to get a one up on Yosemite Sand, so they uh, they influence themselves into this uh, show that's going on, starring Dusty Trail slash Heather Locklear. Yeah, for so, no fucking reason. Uh, so uh, Damian Drake, uh, he told him, "It's like you, you have to go see Dusty Tales <laughs> because she knows about the Blue Monkey, and she'll like help you out." So go see her, and then like, so she's kind of like, in incognito as this kind of stripper dancer singer, at at Las Vegas. Uh, she's a pop star. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. 
I don't know what she is. She's basically just a stripper that no one really fucking cares about. She's Britney Spears. Let's just say that. Yeah. And she has a bunch of uh, dwarf Yosemite Sams dancing around her. Yeah. It is uh, strange. Very <laughs> offensive. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say offensive. Well, I mean, she does talk to DJ, and she's like, "Oh, your father? Yeah, he left me this." And just as she's supposed to reveal herself, everyone barges in, and then she's like, "Oh." Go after the woman with no smile. Use this card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at, at first, like, she's like, oh, I'll take care of this, like, because you're not a spy. But it's like, uh, now he's, like, thrown into the situation. Like, okay, go take care of it. Yeah. And she does. And, like, you know, there's this whole fight scene that ensues. And, I mean, more power to Dusty slash Heather Locklear. She does beat up a few adversaries, but it doesn't really contribute to the plot of this film. No. No, there's this, there's the whole like changing scene where she changes into her spy gear and like, why'd you do that for? <laughs> what well, that makes you more obvious. Hey, that's huh. true. Yeah, but, uh, uh, Sam is pursuing. I have down next. Yeah, she says the card is uh the the window to what's no, behind her smile or something. No, oh, isn't that, that later? That's that's later. later. That's later. later. Oh, Cusack, yeah. Uh, yeah, You're yeah. spoiling the movie. Oh no! <laughs> the movie's not done that quick. We can't get this done in thirty minutes, Matt. What are you talking about? We didn't travel by Muppet Map yet. <laughs> oh my well, god! They, they, they get there soon. Yeah, well, they win this card from Foghorn Leghorn versus Yosemite Sam, and we get this. I don't even know what to, how to describe it. It's just like it's a, it's a car chase scene. They stole yeah. they, st- they stole Jeff Gordon's uh, car and then they start chasing after uh, Bugs Daffy and company because they end up meeting <laughs> up with each other. Then we get like this uh, this pop song or rock song, whatever you want to call it, that, oh, that yeah. comes on Sonic whatever. Adventure Two Battle soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So- something they needed to put on the soundtrack <laughs> by like a Green Day sound alike. I that's that's very close. <laughs> But they escape from Yosemite Sam, and then they escape to the desert. And I have down that we get the funniest joke in the oh, movie. Yeah, <laughs> we had to re- we had to rewind this. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so the the car ends up flying, and they get away. And uh, Michael Bublé is playing horribly. And, uh, and then uh, uh, so Damien uh, is an idiot, and then he he hits a button or pulls a lever and then the whole car starts falling everyone's screaming and as bugs is screaming for his life daffy's on the phone and he goes sell all my warner brothers stock i got a hot tip that bugs Bunny's about to die and <laughs> this is the funniest joke in the movie this had me dying for oh, sure yeah. reason. The delivery of that line is just golden yeah, it's uh, fantastic. I, I don't know what it was. It's just yes, it's it's pure gold. It it really is. I I loved it so much. This is the only <laughs> point in the movie where I laughed out loud. But uh, the movie be, uh, becomes self aware at at one point because as the car is about to crash, it stops like two inches before it hits the ground and goes and oh, add a gas. But then Jed Elfman <laughs> just goes, oh, that's not how that's supposed to work. And then the car ends up crashing. It's like you just had to say something, you know. Uh huh. They then get Welcome to Walmart, the sponsor for this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we pointed out a couple times here, too. It's like, you know, like it's so great that Walmart uh, would be here for us. I and mean, all we have to do is say Walmart every other time we speak. Oh, yeah. Well, they get some Walmart clothes and they walk right out.
I want to talk about one of the last scenes where uh, after the car crash and they have to sleep overnight. Uh, <laughs> Daffy's talking to uh, Bugs about like being like neglected, where it's like he, he he's tired of like feeling like second banana to him. Where it's like, oh, all, all you gotta do is munch on a carrot, and people think you're funny. And then like Bugs has has like this moment of like sympathy for for Daffy, where it's like, oh, like not like. He's just kind of like 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 seeing where it's seeing things from Daffy's perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good acting here by Bugs. Yeah, he's really emoting. <laughs> he's really trying his best. Uh, I don't know what happens after this movie. <laughs> after this movie, oh well, well, we start we, recording well, the podcast. You know, I mean, after the scene. But we mentioned Walmart, right? Yeah, we yeah. Just mentioned, so um, after that, they go into Wakanda. <laughs> With, with Joan Cusack. <laughs> no, uh, the, um, so the chairman hires uh, Wiley Coyote. Oh, and, I love Wiley Coyote. And, and that goes awry, and and he's a reoccurring joke. Um, yeah, I always felt bad for Wiley. You know, he, yeah. he he never got that Roadrunner, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we yeah. So he's he's left in the dust. He he hires a missile launcher that ends up exploding on him. Uh, so yeah, we get into Area Fifty Two, <laughs> not to be confused with Area Fifty One. We are the Men in Black Galaxy Defenders. Oh, uh, now scream! Yeah. Oh, that's a better movie than this, too. It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we're introduced to Mum Mother, played by Joan Cusack here. With her uh, helpful assistant, Robbie the Robot. Yes. Uh, famous for all well, everything B-movie schlock back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that here, actually. Uh, I do have some uh, a couple notes on that. Uh, so uh, the following characters are at Area 52. Flying Brains from uh, Fiend Without a Face from 1958. Uh, the Battalion. Metallon monster from the island, uh, this island Earth from 1955. I've actually watched that film. Uh, the, the Trifid uh, from Invasion of the Trifids from 1963. Robbie the Robot from various movies. Daleks from Doctor Who. Uh, um, robot monster from, you, you guessed it, Robot Monster, 1953. <laughs> And uh, various uh, other aliens. And uh, the man from X from The Man from X, 1951. And uh, oh, we do have an, uh, another cameo here. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has a guest role as Dr. Miles Bennell, the same character he played in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> They're all here. This is technically his third time he's played this role, as he also had a cameo in the remake in 1978 with Donald Sutherland. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, mm. he's getting the coin for that role, so I can't really <laughs> go against him. Mm-hmm. But I like how he's like he's just colored black and white here, just to uh, help uh, give a little bit more aesthetic to that role as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Area Fifty Two turns out to have the uh, illustrious Blue Monkey Crystal. No, no, they had the well, information. Well, yeah, the info info on the Blue Monkey Crystal. <laughs> it's delivered by Peter Graves here, who's now since passed away, but is famous for the Mission Impossible television series, but also <laughs> Airplane. Uh, the, uh. The, the airplane pilot who's uh, you know, have you ever seen a gra- uh, grown man naked? <laughs> no, that 
was Leslie Niels. No, 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 no you're no, right. No. You're right. You're right. That was Peter Graves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Who was also in Men in Black too. So another uh, little throw in there for you. Not just to bring it full circle for Men in Black. <laughs> um. So uh, when they're about to get, you know, our heroes DJ and whatever the fuck her name is and Daffy and <laughs> Bugs are about to get excommunicated from Area 52. They are revealed that behind her smile lies the secret or something along those regards. Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah the, the card is a window to what lies behind her smile. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically that. And they say, oh, our information isn't here. Marvin the Martian is set loose and he releases these aliens which are pretty good quality. You know, we got a dialect in there. We get a, a lot to go chase after them, but they escape area 52. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they realize that they have to get to Paris and they're like, how are we going to get to Paris? And they're like, Oh, well this transition should help us out. Whoop! And we're in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're introduced to Madeline. <laughs> 12 little girls and two straight lines. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, yeah, we, that, we, that we, form we, of travel beats Muppet Map by yeah. a mile. Yeah, <laughs> by a country mile. By and a page, they maybe. Up, <laughs> they show up at La Louvre, and they're trying to uh, show a card over the face of um, the Mona Lisa in order to ascertain what's going on in this film. Yeah, they got a. Uh, there's a secret decoder ring that's on the back of the Mona Lisa card that they got here. Yeah, and it. Turns out that Elmer Fudd is evil the whole fucking time. Oh, well, we missed the fact that uh, the card gives them x-ray vision and they accidentally stare at uh, Mona Lisa's cleavage. Her brassiere. (laughs) Yes. And uh, her skeleton. Yeah. (laughs) My goodness, but, I mean, Elmer Fudd, evil. That's... He's got to please his dark masters. (laughs) For no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they are evil. And they go on this dark, sinister chase through all artwork of like the 20th century. Yeah, they all all, uh, blues clues themselves into all these famous paintings. Yeah, and this Benny Hill sketch that's going on. Which might be one of my favorite sequences in the movie. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's really good. I like the different art styles that they attempt. It's solid. Mm -hmm. The scream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'll never look at Elmer Fudd the same way again. (laughs) Why Karen or what's her fucking face goes out to Pepe Le Pew and is like, "Help me, officer!" Yeah, so uh, uh, Bill Goldberg uh, kidnaps her because she has the cell phone with the photo on it of the map, and uh, Brendan Fraser has to go after her and uh, uh, I guess you know, help her. Which we're all like saying, "Don't, don't do it. Let her go. Let her die. <laughs> You'll make it's the movie fine. better this way. Yeah. Literally, it will because." She does not add much to this film. No, yeah, no, not, no. not not really. Yeah, uh, but DJ does save Karen, and <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He like jumps off the Eiffel Tower and then has like jet pants or something. So oh. at, at at first, we're like before they even leave Area Fifty Two, they're introduced to all this slew of gadgets that, for the most part, are useless. Uh, <laughs> but um, he gets these jetpack pants. They just go flying off. But what I like uh, about this uh, uh, sequence is the the midget proposing to the to the woman in the background. It's, I don't know. There's just something about it. I just I love it. it's so out of place. And yeah, it's kind of random. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's probably one of my one of my favorite side gags of the film. Oh. But it's there uh, we, for a good reason. Do we know that he's proposing? I mean, he's not down on one knee. But if he were, maybe, maybe he's just trying to make up for it. Maybe she can't like you no know, like right. bend down that far if he's like trying to extend a ring to her. Yeah. But then the the family of bears come by here. Uh, I I've seen them in maybe a couple of uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, They're in one of my favorite Looney Tunes with like, come on, grandma. I I remember finding one of them disturbing because I I think I remember the mom being like like propped up like really sexual at one point. <laughs> I don't oh remember that I, exactly. I, 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 I think I remember... you watched this on a no. Pornhub. No, yeah. no, this this wasn't on the Spice Channel. No, this this was a, this was definitely. <laughs> definitely an Looney Tunes cartoon. I do not remember that. Listen, I remember I seeing remember a just... I remember seeing a pinup girl with just booby tassels in the background. Mm. This was like a maybe an early like 1940s uh, Looney Tune cartoon. <laughs> not my Looney Tunes. Oh, this, you got to watch more Looney Tunes. Maybe a Betty Boop. <laughs> this wasn't on your traditional Cartoon Network. I'll tell you that. This was on Adult if, Swim. If they, if they pulled Speedy Gonzalez for political correctness, then they, they were pulling some of these, too. Yep. Well, our hero, Brendan Fraser, steals some pants and rockets off or runs off to the Eiffel Tower where he saves Miss... I don't even remember her name. It's I'm Kate. sorry. Let's just say Kate. I don't, I don't know this woman. I'm sorry. I apologize to this woman. <laughs> I don't know Miss Kate. She, she doesn't add much to this film. If anything, she kind of dis- uh, detracts. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. Yeah. And, but he does save her, and then they jetpack off to an Ida Joe's parody, which Mark brought up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the classic, you know, Ida Joe's, where it's like you'll see it in the background, or like a plane will go by and say that. But it's like, 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 whatever, however you say Ida Joe's in French. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, yeah. Bonjour. There yeah. you go. I think so. Yeah. Monsieur. Matt's our resident Frenchman. Yeah. he's He speaks the real French as opposed to my fake French. So <laughs> I, I suppose I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they we get a Ron Perlman cameo for no reason. He yeah, plays uh, Mr. Rhetorical Questions. Yeah. <laughs> He he's he's been there for like maybe the beginning of the movie sort of, but also they like that made sense because they probably filmed this one scene in a day. But he's he's been sitting there for a while, just like ready to leave. Uh, there might be some deleted scenes where he has like a couple more lines. I, don't I think know. so. There there must be more to this like this crowd of uh, uh, executive whatevers. Yeah. Um, and then we get a transition to Africa with a K. <laughs> where they have gone off to find the blue monkey they're wandering through the jungles and granny is on an elephant and granny is obviously <laughs> it sounds not so that random. good it sounds no, so well, random when you say it like that I mean it is even, even more random than that we get Tweety's Kunta Kinte backstory <laughs> which I did not feel for I, I did not agree with that at all yeah Tweety <laughs> suddenly becomes a, I think a student of Islam <laughs> oh my god what was going on with Tweety in this movie uh, Tweety's a advocate for Malcolm X oh I I just didn't know Come, listen compared to some of the raunchy shit that Looney Tunes used to do back in the day I think this is like 
no, pretty tame. It's tame. It's just so weird. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I think it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I think it's funny, but I think it's also out of place. If I just... Looney Tunes, everything's out of place. I don't, I don't remember. What does They're all dressing say? up as women and kissing dudes. What does Tweety say during this scene? I don't remember. He's like, I'm back at my mother country. No, no, no. So, uh, so Tweety sees all the different like colored variants of Tweety itself. First of all, this isn't Tweety. Oh, yeah. this is Tasmanian Devil like posing as Tweety. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> and, 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 so, and, and Tweety goes, I discovered my woots. <laughs> Which is even worse. And, and, then, and then as they attack uh, Sylvester, who, who's actually Bill Goldberg, uh, I, I like how they're so true to their, that they're, they're really in character here too. As we don't, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of told like, that's them. This They're evil. They're not Tweety. They're not Sylvester, not granny, but like, it's like, oh, I've discovered my lunch. And as, and as they attack Sylvester, like Tweety just goes, Kwai freedom. <laughs> Oh, dressed in I African like garb. Yeah. I did not like. <laughs> I did not like this, Sam. I am. Uh, this is so offensive. Hey, that's to a me. different cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not agree with Tweety's views. <laughs> well, that Wait, was so, the true Tweety. So you got something against freedom, John? No, no. I just feel like Tweety does not mesh well with this. <laughs> I, Imagine, I bet. I, I bet you- there are a bunch of shirts being sold on the New Jersey boardwalk right now of Tweety in that. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a photo of Tweety dressed like that, and it just goes hostile like. Oh no! I'm sure those shirts are being sold on the Jersey boardwalk right now. Oh man, I, I do not agree with any views of this podcast. I never made myself. <laughs> Tweety standing next to Oscar De La Hoya. Oh my god! <laughs> Glasses and a suit. No. Oh, oh, oh the ideas. <laughs> So the blue monkey diamond is found by DJ and he gets transformed into a monkey by Daffy. Yeah, there's this whole mummy like Indiana Jones sequence here that it's okay. No, because <laughs> uh, like they, they what Daffy picks up thinks is the blue monkey and he starts complaining. It's like, this is shit. <laughs> and a boulder falls on him. And then Jenna Elfman goes, oh, it's part of a puzzle piece. But like, how do you I'm, know that? Uh, yeah, I have questions. Yeah, I I do not agree with that. Because also, because she, she shows up with like these hanging monkey figures. Be, no, because this one palette, she just brushes off all this dust, and like, how did you how did you put that together all of a sudden? <laughs> That's then, why she was there. <laughs> yep, she's the plucky sidekick that knows everything. Yeah, but not really. No, but she I, doesn't yeah. know. Never mind. Oh no, no, say it, please. We've gone uh, this far. I don't know how to word it, though. <laughs> I was going to say, she doesn't know how to fucking quit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, she's okay. She's not that bad. She's all no, right. No, I mean, she shouldn't be there, but she's not, <laughs> she's not any burden to us in the community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, uh, the, the blue monkey shows up, the diamond, and uh, turns uh, Brendan Fraser into a monkey. And, yeah. then, and, then, and, then, and then it's like, okay, turn him back. And it's like, all right, fine. And then, who, oh, who, and then who shows up? Mr. Chairman. 
but in, it, the, in the guise of that, that's not a, that's not a granny that's a <laughs> i won't say it this was like the darkest anime betrayal going on right here where <laughs> yeah. granny was revealed to be mr chairman the whole fucking time yeah she strips out of her skin suit <laughs> just like cats <laughs> oh yeah oh, but uh, it's but it's not the chairman it's actually <laughs> damian drake um yeah but who it, turns but, out to be the chairman instead <laughs> oh but it isn't it's actually michael jordan oh, oh yeah. this that's right good. this was a solid joke i like how they just pulled that one clip of him out of the movie and it's like yeah. here it is it's not it's not even like him him it's like you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah this this is our this is our call back to space jam like we're not i want to know if he gave them credit to do that of course he did yeah, because he it probably like a million dollars just to do that fucking one line. Yeah, I'm sure he got paid. But like yeah. that, but that wasn't him on set. Like they pulled, they 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 CGI'd him out. No, of the movie. yeah, the, the, no, I, I think that was definitely him on set. No, 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 no. Well, I we got to look at the credits. I, I, if it says archived footage provided by, then we know he he legitimately was pulled from that moment where like like that's when they that's when they find out they have to go get his basketball shoes from his house. I swear to God, I swear. We, we gotta do a side by side comparison. I mean we could have been watching a better movie at this time. Michael Jordan himself uncredited. That's what it's listed here on IMDb. That doesn't mean hmm. it was him. because like, it's it's <laughs> it, it, he legitimately would be like like oh like as himself. It just says oh. self. Yep, Wikipedia says cameo via archive footage from Space Jam. Uh, oh, yeah. Go. I called it. And Wikipedia never lies. <laughs> Mark never lies. <laughs> well, Michael Jordan turns into Mr. Chairman, who then <laughs> abducts these poor characters of ours. What doesn't make sense here is like we we're introduced to Tasmanian Devil, or it's like oh like like send in Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, like and he's like, gonna be the heavy of this. He didn't this do movie. a fucking thing. He didn't do a single thing. He didn't pass out once. He's just oh, there. Yeah. He's there to like like yell and and spit, and then he farts. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He literally farts. He didn't do a single fucking thing. And then you pointed out before I was going to say this, uh, that, that was actually uh, Brendan Fraser that voiced Taz. Yes, Brendan Fraser voiced Tasmanian Devil. Congratulations, Brendan Fraser. And provided there, the fart. There's your Oscar. Uh, <laughs> it's that easy. Uh. <laughs> um, but they get back to this WB conglomerate studio headquarters and oh, no, no, uh, we, we have we have to leave uh, Goldberg behind because we find out he's the lady Tasmanian devil. Oh, and then they get married. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me either. Goldberg transitioned. The heavy. <laughs> or Bob. That's 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 uh that's what he's I think referred to as. <laughs> I th- that I, was, that, originally, that was supposed to be Triple H. Uh, he backed out though last minute. I Smart. wonder why. Hunter yeah. first Helmsley. Not good. <laughs> guys, I was waiting for any uh, WWF references, but okay. No, you're the only one who would know those. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 1999, The Undertaker dropped Mankind. My God, he used the chair. Ne- never forget. Uh. Stop the chairs. <laughs> it's one of my favorite videos where they, they, they're just throwing chairs into the arena and then they just knock out the two wrestlers. <laughs> Stop throwing chairs! <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, anyway, we're back at Acme Studios or uh, the the Acme Building, wherever the fuck this is. And, and uh, they have they, uh, uh, the chairman has the blue monkey, the diamond, and threatens. Or it's like, okay, or it's like, I'm gonna kill your dad here if you don't hand over the blue monkey to me. And he like it's like overkill, I guess. Where like he he's strapped to train tracks with dynamite with an acme safe above them yeah yep and it's like okay here you go it's like okay now my dad or it's like oh he's waiting for a train <laughs> we're all waiting very, for a train very <laughs> over the top uh marianne cotinard was robbed of this role right here <laughs> uh that's silly uh, <laughs> Um, but, and then what the fuck is happening with Bugs and Daffy in outer space? There's this whole Star Wars parody no. that went right over my head. Mm. What's up, Darth? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the chairman hands the blue monkey to Marvin the Martian because he was the last uh, villain to not get obl- obliterated. <laughs> and uh, he, he has to go to the satellite to upload the, the, the diamond so it will trigger the activation to turn everyone into monkeys. Across the world, except for him, because he's behind his monkey shield with uh, fucking what's her name, Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Come with me, Mary. We're, we're a cute couple, don't you think? Which is like an earlier gag where he hits on her because she's one of the uh, VPs or whatever, <laughs> and she's like okay. disturbed at the time. Oh yeah, she's disturbed now. Oh, I thought <laughs> she was into big- it now. She's traumatized by Being this, in this movie, standing next to Steve Martin doing this ridiculous role. Mm. But uh, yeah, so uh, Daffy chase a- chases after Marvin for selfish reasons, where then Bugs tags along too. So because we need this is the climax in the movie. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and uh, while at the same time, I guess uh, Kate and uh, DJ are strung up next to DJ's dad. Which then triggers a robot dog to watch them from, uh, I guess, rescuing their dad. This robot oh, dog is so low budget. Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like Odie from Garfield. Chase. I think I, this must have been a studio decision. This must this wasn't from the writers or Joe Dante. This must have been something higher up. I think John Peters got his hand on a film again. <laughs> So yeah, um, they get to the satellite. They think they've thwarted Marvin, but like he hangs on the back of the car after they. Came. Well, we get this whole Doug Dodgers segue. Yeah, we're we're getting there. So yeah, All so right. um, uh, Marvin has his bubble gun and uh, like starts like shooting at bugs, but he's deflecting it with uh, his carrot lightsaber, which I don't think we can say that, or else they would get sued. But like no, they're using thing. that carrot. Lightsaber. I think it had the same design as Kylo Ren's. Whoa, the cross guard. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes inspired Kylo Ren. Look at Nerds. <laughs> but like at the same, he's deflecting these bolts, but he's also reading a book on the Force for Dummies. Yeah, it's kind of it's a good joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Daffy's cowering and in, in in fright, and so he decides to become Duck Dodger, Duck Dodgers, in the twenty fourth and a half century. A good show, but not a good movie. <laughs> what, this movie? Or was there a Duck Dodgers movie? I'll never tell. <laughs> oh. 
so yeah, so I, I, uh, in the middle of that, they rescued uh, Damian Drake uh, from the dog because I guess they, they he I guess DJ clamps his uh, his collar with the uh, with the chain nipples. I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he, he he rescues him. Wiley Coyote crashes with dynamite on the train. <laughs> they, they they're safe, and then Bugs and Daffy. Uh, I forget what happens here. Oh, Daffy throws his beak. Oh yeah, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked up to this, like all extremes. Well, like, what the fuck is going well, on in this a, movie? That's a common gag though throughout Looney Tunes, where his it beak works. goes like upwards and stuff like that, and it and it looks like it looks like uh it looks like um. Gina Davis from Beetlejuice, <laughs> when oh. she throw, puts her opens up her mouth and her eyes pop out on her tongue. Oh my god! <laughs> Except that's horrifying, and this is actually tame, and this is comical. I don't um, know this. This fucked me up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he throws his beak where the where the the laser would come out, where the blue dot the blue monkey is, and two shots come out of his nose. One misses Earth. One one <laughs> redirects to Earth, but. As the chairman comes out thinking that everyone's monkeys, he goes, Is uh, everyone monkeys yet? Yeah. <laughs> it hits him and then he becomes a monkey with glasses and it's cute. Uh, a cappuccino mm. monkey. Mm. And then uh, Timothy Dalton brings out a, a, a tiny pair of handcuffs and like, Checkmate, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, yeah it, it really is. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have down. I don't even remember how this movie ends, and I just watched it ten minutes ago. Uh, Daffy and uh, Bugs uh, re-enter atmosphere and crash into the building. And they, they, I forget what like they're parroting here, but it's like two astronauts like like walking away. I think it might be the the um oh man, what was that? Uh, Armageddon. I think that they might be parroting that. Or like they're walking away from the spaceship after they landed back on Earth, and uh, yeah, and it turns out the the whole movie was an actual movie they were filming at the, at the same time. Damn it! They, that's why every every kid in the audience gets so confused. They're they like, call what's going on? Yeah, they call cut, and then Brendan Fraser uh, or or DJ rather uh, <laughs> punches Brendan Fraser in the face. Which I don't know why he's there. I don't know if DJ was acting as a stuntman in the film. This is what's confusing now. So yeah. because, because this is a film. This this is what's confusing now. <laughs> and and uh, DJ comes off set, but he's still DJ, or he's not DJ. But he's <laughs> definitely not Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he's not Brendan Fraser no, 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 because no, no, no. Brendan Fraser is there with like a, a puppy in his robe. Yeah, and he's acting like a, a total dweeb kind of actor. It's like, oh, oh are you someone that I fired? Because I fire a lot of people, you know. <laughs> and then he punches him in the face. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then Bugs goes off in a limousine. And it's like, you know, Daffy, I think I'll give you some of the spotlight. Like, oh, thanks. And then uh, the Warner Brothers logo falls on him. Or like the That's All Folks, Porky pops out and he can't complete his line. <laughs> Poor Porky. He's Porky, like, underrated he's like, just, hero of this Just movie. go home, folks. Yeah, just fucking go home, folks. <laughs> we don't really fucking care. And then that's that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the credits roll. Yeah. What a film. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Mm, I don't know how I feel about it, but <laughs> I don't know. You were you you were you were praising this film before we. I thought I loved this movie, but I think I might have done the <laughs> the cold turn on it. I might have oh no! Turned a shoulder on this film. Unfortunately, oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. What, what we're at that point, so uh, pizza ratings, all in all. Pizza ratings. I'll go last. Yeah, I, I don't think I should go first. <laughs> no. All right, no. I'll go first. Uh, this this was kind of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was a thing. This was interesting because the plot is super nonsensical, and it really just feels like they're trying to cram in as many as many references, as many gags as possible, and get from point A to point B to point C and D, and they just go through so many different. It's almost overstuffed with ideas. It doesn't really have a clear, uh, straightforward plot to follow. And yeah, with it, just the way it's kind of framed too, with that beginning and that ending, uh, it's it, it's very it's meta, and I appreciate some of the gags they were able to pull off. But I don't really think it lends itself to to the audience really caring about these characters all that much, especially Kate. <laughs> Okay, aka Karen. <laughs> but uh but yeah again they had uh, some solid jokes and uh I do I I think the movie was at its best when it was kind of embracing uh like making fun of other properties or uh kind of you know being very self-aware and making fun of itself and <laughs> and yeah they, I I don't know I saw some shit I thought I'd never see like that that Kunta Quinte Twitty. Kunta Quinte Twitty. Quetzalcoatl. Fucking t-shirt. This second. So, but you know, all in all, it's it's a decent ride. I'm going to give it a five out of eight pizza slices. Hmm. All right. I'll go next. Um, as I said, my dad and I, our sole connection in this world is Looney Tunes. And I think this movie... As much as I thought I remembered loving it, I did not love this movie. It did not it did not do Looney Tunes justice to me at all. I feel like Space Jam is the superior Looney Tunes movie so far. I agree with that. Space Jam has less going on, and I think that helps it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like there's a lot more going on in Space Jam that's devoted to like the Looney Tunes world building. But this film, as much as I love Brendan Fraser and Kate herself for adding to this film, I'm not going to have to give it a good... I think that I'm going to have to give this my worst score that I've ever given on this podcast. No way. No, you've, I, given, you've given worse. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to give this a two out of eight pizza slices. No, you, you, get, you gave um, Fateful Findings a one out of eight, well, I think. That's faithful findings. That's, a different, that's no, that, a different story. That, that, that deserves its own category, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, two out of eight is pretty low. That's barely a pizza sitting there. That's, that's, that's not going to fill you up. That's not going to satisfy you. And I feel bad because I love Looney Tunes. Like that's my my go to humor. But the only joke that had me dying was. Uh, <laughs> 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 me, Buzz about to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one. That's so yeah. good. That's the only joke that had me die. So I gave that an extra pizza slice. Let's always watch that before we stop, before we leave, too. Oh my oh. god, that was fucking good. You I know, know what? I that Record that and then put it at the end of this episode. Yeah. 
Um, oh man, two two what, out of eight. You must have given Master of Disguise a lower score as well. Oh, I you think must. Master of Disguise must have been better than this because at least it was. No, this is yeah. way better than Master of Disguise. No, I feel like Master of we Disguise even, was even insufferable. Master of Disguise is terrible. This is Cherry really- Pie Man at least deserved two slices on his own. <laughs> well, you got a point. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go. I'll go next. Um, you know, I, I I still have I still have a lot of. Oh yeah, well here, here's the thing. You know, like I, <laughs> here's the I, damage. I like Looney Tunes. I like Joe Dante. I I know exactly what like what I was, what to get into when I'm watching this film, especially now, even back then, where it's like, just the absurdity and a lot of the sight gags that's one thing like even one thing i forgot to talk about here is like as they're uh as the the spy car is like going up into the sky bugs and daffy are exchanging each other's wills <laughs> there's just one thing like that where it's like i, I like that you know like when but i, talk I wish about, there was more than that though I talk, well that, that's the thing where like even in my notes where i was talking about like there's a lot of studio meddling here and that's why like i can't wait for us to watch gremlins or gremlins 2 oh, rather yeah. because that's that's the pinnacle when it came to Joe Dante because that's like that was Warner Brothers telling him do whatever you want because you like they tried to make a sequel to Gremlins when uh, that he that he directed. I love that movie yeah. and uh, uh, Gremlins too a bit more just because of like the the places that it goes and I'm I'm I would be surprised if like if he had full you know full range to take it where this movie needed to go. I think he would have delivered, you know, if if he had total creative control. But uh, uh, at, at alas, you know, like yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't measure up to, to Space Jam. I would agree. I, I it's I think more characters are more fleshed out there. I think for the time too that the movie still stands out. This one is a bit messy. It's a little bit over the place. But like being that it has Looney Tunes in the title, like that could be a little bit of that testament as well. But uh, structurally for a movie it doesn't so work especially with its human characters uh even brendan frazier like you want to like him too but like he's a bit dull in this movie yeah i agree yeah. Uh, i think the only human character i actually really like in this movie is joan cusack she's the one who has really the most personality even though she's a fucking gem though i he, mean we he, can't even though steve martin like he's he's like hyping it up to a level it's it's just overhype and he's just he's reaching for a joke and it's just it's awful like it the, feels degrading to him that's the, what i the, thought the constant remote joke that he keeps doing in this film even though there's a slight payoff when it comes to him throwing it and then breaking the the screen it's still not good it's not funny you know yeah. it's like it, I mean that that's like a, a like a joke for us where it's like oh we have so many remotes we have surround sound we have our TV blah blah there's the DVD remote <laughs> you know that that's that's what that's joking about but at the same time it's not funny you know it's like oh wow like I I do that sometimes I'm not laughing though <laughs> um, I, I mean like that and you know, what I have some a problem with times when it, when it comes to human characters interacting with cartoons, there there's little movies that do it so well. This one doesn't do it that well. But like Rod, like you said, Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, they, they do that the best when it comes to yeah. actors interacting with um, inanimate objects. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't know. I mean, looking back at it now and then spending so much time with it, uh, I don't know. 
I, I still like it though. I still I still have fun. I still I still laugh at some stuff, and it's it's, it's the little things too, like the, the little background gags, Bugs and Daffy, especially especially Daffy in this movie. He's he's really the highlight of this movie. It almost feels like his movie. Um, I don't know, Matt. I think I want to rate it higher than you, oh, but within the same range, maybe like a maybe like a five point five. Oh. It's 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 got to be around there because I I wouldn't have even showed it to you guys if I if I didn't want if I want didn't want to rate it that high. I get that. I, I still like it. I mean, I, I don't know. If, yeah, it's good. It does. I like some stuff that it does right. Like uh, there's there's no real sentimentality to it, which I appreciate because you know mm-hmm. family films they feels like they get bogged down in that. But this one's just really yeah. streamlined. Like if I had a kid and I took this kid to see this movie. I don't think I would have feel as bad as rating it as a two out of whatever. I, I think that I would have rated it a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know the original vision for this film because it, it, it definitely went someplace. It, it might have been going somewhere else. It might not have been like a spy movie. It must have been something different. <laughs> yeah, I also don't get how this is a spy movie at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there's the spy element there, you know, like especially adding Timothy Dalton there and like the whole movie franchise of him being a secret spy and stuff like that. And I, I I did that in all, all just for like you know, like to throw you guys off a little bit, you know. But still, I I want to know. I want to know what 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 the original premise for this movie was. Mm. Why and why it uh it fell on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I I still I still get enjoyment out of it. I still have a special love for it. Maybe someday we'll get the uh, Looney Tunes Snyder cut on HBO Max. We'll get the we'll get the Dante cut. <laughs> I would love that. I would definitely love that. He's not doing much these days, but I, w- I, w- I would definitely be all for it. Yeah, you get the hashtag trending. All right. Well, with that, I think we can uh, bring this episode of Nightcaps of Vader to adjourn. Is there anywhere yeah. that our audience can find us on social media? Uh, you can find me over at Junior over on Instagram or Man Who Writes Hats over on Twitter. Um, you can find me, Jonathan Gwykowski, at least in my mind, JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, or my other anime podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, currently watching Gundam and Revolutionary Girl Utena. Ooh, which Gundam? Uh, I don't fucking know. Out of, no, out of, out of there's the so many out of the fucking Gundams. Gundams. We watched one. I think it's G Gundam. I'm pretty sure it's G Gundam. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, you could find me. I'm going to be at a, a bunch of golf courses nationwide. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking my my hand, my eye into the hole of each one, trying to see if, uh, you know, I get sucked in, hopefully. And uh, I leave this mortal coil and see what's on the other side. Well, hold up, He's Matt. A divot. <laughs> Along with golf courses, you also have to pick out our next episode that we're going to watch. So do we get any hints for the next movie you know, we're so- going to see? surprisingly you do i uh i had to pivot course halfway through recording this episode because i realized that the movie i originally had in mind you were gonna pick space jam you no, were no, no. Pick it. <laughs> no I'm, I'm still following up on my theme of isolation but i had to switch some movies around because uh the one that i had in mind we actually won't have access to i thought it was coming with hbo max it is in fact not so uh oh. Hopefully in two months, when it's my pick again, we can watch that one. <laughs> two months. But in the meantime, uh, 
in the oh, yeah, meantime. I, oh, yeah, I, uh, hold on. I also apologize. I, uh, we're a week late, mostly on my part. I was busy trying to get this this uh, intro together. Also, I, I wanna, can't wait to hear this intro. I also want to give uh, before. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off, Matt. I just want to oh, give a special thanks to Claudio Venencio and and, yes. uh, and uh, Michael McEntee for helping me put this together. Um, yes, it's it, it was a it was a big help from you. So. Thank you so much. I know you we guys need to get them on the podcast. I know we you can do it. I know you guys don't know like, like, what that means right now, but uh, you'll you'll find out soon enough. Hey, I know. Forward we, to it. We can get them. We we use Zencaster. We can figure it out. <laughs> Have them pick a movie. But yeah, no, it's all good that uh, we're a week late because I, I wasn't exaggerating. I literally mean I need two months because the movie <laughs> I had in mind originally, I thought it was going to debut on HBO Max, but it's actually debuting on Peacock. Which, uh, oh, which no. launches July 15th. What about Quibi? Oh, we, we don't talk about Quibi. Save us, Quibi! <laughs> I'll, be there in, I'll be there in a Quibi. You know people are actually charging? Yeah, not people. They, Quibi, are actually charging for their service. They are, and it's awful. No. I, I rejected it. Remember free. when Kuta Kinte went Quibi Freedom? Oh, <laughs> remember when Tweety went Kuta Kinte? Uh, anyway, you, you guys want to hint... I, yeah, I, I know I don't have a, I know I don't have a good one, but um, you know, yeah, I really don't have a good hint, so I'm just gonna leave my hint as a uh, isolation. Oh, <laughs> once again, right. damn, that's my hint too. <laughs> it's almost like we have a pseudo theme going. Yeah, it's a Looney Tunes back in action, <laughs> synonymous <laughs> with isolation. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down to watch it again. Yeah. yeah, isolation is the hint. I guess right, so. Then. It's All not right. good, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out what happens next time. We'll get there. Mm. Play us out, Mark. Thank you for listening to Nightcaps at the Theater. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us this evening, as much as we had with you. If you're not too hungover, or haven't thrown up on your cat yet, please be so kind to rate, review, and subscribe to us on various podcast platforms. Oh, it looks like Matt's passed out in a bag full of McDonald's and John's swinging a wine bottle at me. I guess it's time for me to get going. Good night, everyone, and make sure to tip your Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs>